Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hi, hello, sports fans. Dave Damashek here, and uh, guess who's sitting exactly six feet away from me? Adam Carolla. And uh, we're both here to let you know your favorite Adam Carolla show segment now has its very own feed. Well, what about the injuries? And I go, that's fine, but what about being a f- your whole life? <laughs> we know the real reason so many people tune into the Adam Carolla show. So let's give the people what they want, Ace. Eh? I've seen pictures of him in Russia with his shirt off, and he looks, he looks pretty chiseled. <laughs> Enjoy all the good sports segments together in just one place. Make sure you subscribe to Good Sports, available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with performance enhancing. Just, you know, being a hero, you mm-hmm. know? That's what I'd like. Anything to add, Ace? No. Okay. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Thursday. Hope we've provided a distraction, maybe a little humor, smile on your face. That's our goal. Here for you, and glad you're part of the program. People have been voting on the Meat Madness, 150,000 votes so far. And we got another week before we move on to the second round. But uh, thank you for the response with this. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. We got some uh, spring cleaning there with some of our merchandise, our merch, as Seton likes to say. With uh, discounted T-shirts and hats, we got some new Tom Brady T-shirts in there as well. But uh, if you get a chance, go to danpatrick.com. You can watch, if you'd like, on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show or listen on Fox Sports Radio and our other radio, uh, great radio affiliates around the country, number 362. McLevin, what is the poll question we're going to go with in the final hour? Okay, the first two hours was greatest dynasty. UCLA won it, but UConn women's basketball was a close second. Okay, okay I, I have a question for you, an NFL question. Okay. Who is the most interesting backup quarterback in the NFL? And I'll give you these options. Taysom Hill, Ryan Griffin, who is currently the Bucks' backup, uh, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, or Andy Dalton. Yeah, but I don't know where they are. I don't know where they're going to be because if – Cam Newton goes to the Chargers. What does that mean for Tyrod Taylor, and what's that mean for them going in and getting Justin Herbert? Uh, is Nick Foles considered a backup quarterback? Because that's interesting, because of all the backup quarterbacks, he's going to be starting at some point here. And maybe he's not even a backup by the time the season starts. Where's Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton may end up staying in Cincinnati. And maybe that's a good thing. For Joe Burrow, help him. And if you can't get anything for Andy Dalton, you know, the, the, the Panthers waited and and weren't fair to Cam Newton in how long they waited. Did you see where he passed his physical? That he Cam is declared, I guess, healthy? But I don't know what that means. Like, is he, if there was a game today, could he play? Because when you're medically cleared, are you medically cleared to get ready to play football? Is he able to play football right now? I, I don't know, and I don't know if you saw the language on that, McLovin, but I just saw where Cam Newton, according to Adam Schefter, was medically cleared, or he's considered healthy. Yeah, I don't know what that means. and if te- But teams keep saying, GMs keep saying, we want to get these guys in person for physicals. Well, that's the guy, uh, Cam and, and Tua. Those are the two players that I would want to have in front of me and then be able to decide – I'm going to take a little bit of a risk on Cam. I'm going to take a big risk, potentially take a big risk on Tua. 
And we just had Rick Neuheisel on last hour, and he said he thinks that you're going to have to go up to three if you want to get Tua and go up to four if you want to get Justin Herbert. He thinks that you're going to have three quarterbacks taken in the first four picks. And then Jordan Love, I think he's probably late first round, some even having as a second-round talent. Um, I saw a couple of mocks where the New England Patriots may be interested in him. There's a lot of offseason left here before anybody's deciding on what they're going to do. Today would have been opening day, and uh, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, had this to say to Scott Van Pelt last night on SportsCenter on when he thinks best-case scenario is the season will start. My optimistic outlook is that at some point in May we'll be gearing back up. Um, we'll have to make a determination depending on what the precise date is uh, as to how much of a preparation period we need, whether that preparation period is going to be done in the club's home cities or back in Florida and Arizona. And, uh, again, I, I think the goal um, would be to get to as many regular season games as possible and um, think creatively about how we can accomplish that goal. Scott Boris, uh, agent to the Stars, came out with his schedule. He's saying that you can still play 162 games, you know, selfish purposes, because he wants his paired players to be paid. I think if you look at 100 games as your goal, that probably seems to be realistic. He wants to play baseball until after December 25th, that you would probably have the last day of the World Series on the 26th. And he's looking at, you know, you're going to, front-load games that are going to be in colder weather cities or the potential for colder weather, and then in the latter part of the regular season and then postseason, which I don't know how you get around November postseason where you're going to say to the Yankees, hey, um, could you have all seven of your playoff games be played someplace else besides Yankee Stadium? Like, you know, just small little things like that. Or if the Nationals are playing in November and you say, or Philadelphia, or Chicago. And that's that's the slight problem I have with this. Plus, I don't think we should be playing baseball in December, let alone November, late in November. But Scott Boris says he's got a couple of scenarios for 162 games and 144 games. I think 100 probably seems like a nice number for everybody here. I did see this story in New York City. Dozens of basketball hoops in New York City are being taken down to curb the spread of the pandemic. The mayor said that they would remove 80 public basketball courts where people were not respecting the social distancing measures. They asked people not to shoot basketball with anyone who is not a member of their households. The new measure leaves some 1,700 other courts Still available. Yeah, Paul. I read this article, and it wasn't specific of how they're getting rid of it. Are they cutting the poles down and the nets and the baskets? And I the think you just backwards? take the hoops down. Because can you just, like, they're all chain nets in New York City for the most part. They yeah. don't have uh, – can you just put, like, a, a padlock over the chain nets so the ball doesn't go through it and the game's over after one shot, and then you don't have to take down these entire things? Well, you're just taking down a rim. No. That's all they would do. You're not going to take down the structure. Hope not. No, no. That would take a lot of time. And uh, if, if you, you know, you want to accomplish, you know, if you want to shoot by yourself, then, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have to find a place. There'll be other places to go to, but just the fact what it signifies is we don't want you out. Like New York is in a real, I mean, this is a dangerous, dangerous time in New York City. And we're only two weeks in when you think about this. 
Remember, it was two weeks ago when the NCAA tournament truly canceled games where they went, no, there won't be a tournament. So when it's only been two weeks. Remember the Big East was tipping off? And we were watching a game at Madison Square Garden, and we just got through with the show. It's like 12.05, and I said, oh, tell me they're not playing this basketball game. That's two weeks ago today. That was crazy. Right? Two weeks ago today. It just feels like it was such a long time ago. You go back to that tennis tournament in Indian Wells was canceled. And that's two weeks and three days ago. And that it, it caught my attention, but not enough where I thought, okay, I'm going to make a big deal out of this. And then the Ivy League canceled their games. And then we went, okay, but it's the Ivy League, and it's not a moneymaker, and uh, okay. So Yale goes into March Madness. Fine. And then all of a sudden, you started to see some of these tournament, or, you know, uh, these leagues go, wait a minute. Uh, Should we be holding our conference tournament? And then we had Tom Izzo from Michigan State on. And I said, why are you guys playing this tournament? And he goes, I'm starting to wonder. You're making sense here. And then they canceled the Big Ten tournament. But where we are now, and that's why I think just trying to troubleshoot this and say, hey, when's baseball going to start? It's just dangerous because I, don't, I wouldn't want to get anybody's hopes up. And I wouldn't want somebody to hold me to a date where, hey, we got to start by July 1st. Uh, you know, the NBA, when, when can you start? How long does that season go? What's that mean for the next season? College uh, football. What's that mean for, you know, you're not going to have the uh, spring game and then you're going to have workouts coming up in, in the fall, get ready for the season there. With yeah, I mean, look at all these sports. And I'd rather the commissioner not give me – I think there's drop-dead dates for all of these leagues. I do. Whether they're going to admit that or not, I do think there's drop-dead dates. Because then you don't want to impact the following season. And I think that those are things just to keep an eye on. But a lot has happened in the last two weeks. Phone calls are welcome. We were talking about dynasties. Uh, Sporting News gave us some content earlier in the day. Thank you, Sporting News. And uh, they talked about dynasties, great dynasties of all time. I still think you'd be hard-pressed to have anybody other than the Boston Celtics. And I know that they didn't have to go through as many rounds to get to the title game. UCLA basketball didn't have to play as many games. I think they had to play four games back then to uh, win the national title. But if you're looking at a modern-day dynasty, the Patriots with what they've done, you've been to nine Super Bowls in, what, 19 years? All right. To me, I look at that five-, six-year, seven-year window, that's a dynasty. Patriots have sort of had great in the beginning and then the latter part of the Brady-Belichick era. You know, they've, they've been the most dominant team by far getting to those championships. And then people offered up, individuals who were dynasties. You know, Serena Williams is a dynasty. Tiger's been a dynasty. Simone Biles has been a dynasty. There have been a lot of those individuals who have been, you know, dynasties under themselves. We'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. Sean in Iowa joins us. Hey, Sean, what do you have for me today? Hey, how we doing, Dan? Good. Uh, 61220. <clears throat> hey, I just, well, for starters, just wanted to say thank you guys for doing the YouTube thing. This is awesome. Uh, gives us something to watch at home. But I wanted to bring up what I think, uh, I know it's more of a Midwest thing, but how can you ignore Iowa wrestling under the Dan Gable years? 
we didn't ignore it. We mentioned it last hour. But but thank you, Sean. I agree. You know, what Iowa wrestling, that was a dynasty with Dan Gable. No doubt about it. Do you know that there have been – I got a stat of the day. Can we fire up stat of the day music? Because I just stumbled. Stat of the whoa, day, whoa. stat of the day, pat, pat. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Uh, thank you, Ron Burgundy. There have been two players in NBA history who have made 30 field goals in a game. One is Wilt Chamberlain. The other? Stat of the day, stat of the day, that stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Uh, so Will Chamberlain did it, I think, three times in his career where he had at least 30 field goals in a game. This guy on this date did it going 30 for 45 from the floor. I'm not going to tell you the year. I'm not going to tell you who he did it against. But the only time in NBA history that anyone not named Will Chamberlain made 30 field goals in an NBA game. Anybody want to guess on this? Paulie? Bernard King. Bernard King, no. Back row, suck it back row. Anybody got an offering here? McLovin? Pete Maravich, because it's you. No. Good guess, though. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. Well, I was going to say Kobe just because he put up 80. 81. 81, but. The answer is no with Kobe, and I thought the same thing. Fritzy? I do not know. All right. So you have no name. I have no name. Like any name is better than no name. Um, I'll go Bill Russell. All right. That's that's so bad. You should have just stayed <laughs> quiet there. Yeah. That's why I had no name. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Yes, uh, McLove. David Robinson? No. This guy did it in 1974 against the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, McLovin. David Thompson? No. Paulie? Oh, man. Not, no, not Dan Issel. Dan Issel, no. Uh, we've had somebody related to him, two people related to this guy on our show. Crickets. Crickets. If this was Jeopardy, we'd all fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Fritzy might get points for, you know, his. Rick Barry. Yeah, Rick Barry. <laughs> Rick Barry went 30 of 45 from the floor. He had 64 against the Blazers on this day in 1974. Had a couple more phone calls. Dave in California. Hi, Dave. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Hey, Dave. Five ten, two hundred pounds. Um, I'm. I was. I don't know if this even is going to count, but I was thinking Appalachian State for a dynasty. I don't know it's if they. They were really good. Wasn't that Irk Russell who was their head coach? But I. I think they had a pretty good run, but I don't think their run compares to what we had at North Dakota State. And there's a difference between a good run and a dynasty. K-Dog in Chicago joins us. Hey, K-Dog. Hey, Dan. 5'8 and a lean 205. Mm -hmm. So, I, 
I, I'm, I'm perplexed. Um, how can you guys not consider um, the team that has the longest streak for playoff appearances in uh, North American sports and modern times? And which team is that? Any guesses? <laughs> uh, how, about a, how about a sport guess? Is it a hockey guess? It is a hockey team. The Detroit Red Wings. Ding, ding. That's pretty good. All right. Well, thank you, K-Dog. We, I, I'm not excluding anybody. I didn't come up with a list. The Sporting News did. I'm just giving you the list. Now, what the Islanders did with Al Arbor, with Bossy and Trottier and Billy Smith or Gretzky, that Gretzky team might be the greatest hockey team ever assembled. I mean, oh, my God. Yes. I mean, Grant Fuhrer, you know, Paul Coffey. That was a great, great team. You had, uh, whatchamacallit, from uh, the Rangers. Messier? Yeah, Messier was on that team. I mean, that that was a great team. But, yeah, you want to put in the Detroit Red Wings? I'm fine with that. Yeah, Paul. You can look at the Red Wings as a run of relevancy. They're always relevant. They're always competitive. Almost like the St. Louis Cardinals. They don't have dynasties. But the Cardinals, they never go more than two or three years without a playoff run or a good, you know, appearances. It's like Duke basketball. They've had times where they've been really, really good and have a run. But they're always relevant. That's yeah. what those franchises are. I didn't know this, but I just said I wasn't going to get upset about this. Somebody just sent me a note and said, uh, by the way, people voting greatest college basketball player poll of all time on ESPN selected Zion Williamson over Danny Manning. Come on. you got to help me here. Zion didn't get to a Final Four. Danny Manning single-handedly won a national title. Stop! <laughs> yes, Seton. I love how emotional this gets you. See, you should see his little face. He's yeah, all no, crunched up. His He's... little crushed soul is just sitting there on camera right now. He's just sunk over. And for those of you who can't see this, Dan's got this red shirt on. Mm. And now your face is starting to match your shirt. And you're staring at the piece of paper in front of you like you want to punch it. i got to start drinking. People, you got to help me. You do. Be smarter. It just, this looks, this reflects poorly on ESPN with what they're doing. It does. And and, and where they had the, and and, and look, I'm going to put the blame on the voters here, but ESPN with some of the seating, that's on ESPN. That's embarrassing. But maybe they accomplished what they wanted to, and then they get people talking about it. But. You know, it's like any publicity is good publicity. Nope, that's not the case. Not the case. All right, uh, Michael Wilbon will join us coming up. Also, I stumbled upon a new show. I uh, I, I didn't start binging because, you know, I usually don't get through one entire episode. I watched three episodes yesterday. And I don't know where it's been all my life. I don't know where she's been all my life. Let me put it that way. Wow. Yeah. We'll take a break. Michael Wilbon will, uh, if you think I'm mad, wait till he, uh, he's mad at this ESPN poll as well. We'll, uh, I think we have a winner on Todd's scoreboard today. We'll uh, tell you what the numbers stand for and uh, who was the winner of Todd's scoreboard. Uh, we hand out some DP show gear every single day. 19 after the hour, more phone calls coming up, and we have four more Meet Madness songs as well. 20 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance 
along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. You know, science has shown that beauty sleep is not a myth. Science shows that adequate sleep is essential to our skin repair, health, and everything. I got eight and a half hours last night. I'm shot out of a cannon, Seton O'Connor. It's the best when you're doing the Dan Patrick show. But you know what? The benefits of the Sleep Number 360 smart bed is you not just get the hours in bed, but not the tossing and turning. It's the best. And especially if your spouse has a different, you know, you want a harder bed, a softer bed, you could do it all. Sleep Number beds allow you to adjust each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. And you could change it because you change over time. The Sleep Number 360 IQ smart bed senses your movements and it automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably through the night. You're shot out of a cannon the next day. Not literally. Figuratively, the technology is the best. It's the cutting edge of the market. Discover smart, effortless comfort with the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. You get it for your home. You'll know what you're missing all those years. Get it now. This is not a bed. It's a proven quality sleep. Come in now and save up to $600 on Sleep Number 360 smart beds for a limited time. Only at a Sleep Number store. But if you're stuck at home, sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Go to sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Get your bed today. I mentioned earlier in the show... I am helping restoring. I'm actually watching somebody restore a 1973 RS Porsche. Doesn't that sound like a good show? HGTV or DIY, watch me watch somebody else do something. I bought the car, and then I found a great mechanic, body guy, does uh, unbelievable paint, and uh, I'm watching him. I watched him last night drop the engine in this uh, 1973 RS and uh, there's some parts that we need, and I said rockauto.com, and they're there, rockauto.com, offering reliably low prices at rockauto.com. You choose the part brands, prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. Parts delivered right to my home. You don't waste time, money, hunting, waiting for parts, phoning, driving, waiting in line. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure you tell them we sent you all the parts your car or truck or your 73 RS would ever need at uh, rockauto.com. I mentioned that uh, I stumbled upon a new show. It's not a new show, but for me, it's probably new-ish. And I don't know where this woman's been all my life, but she is absolutely spectacular. Her name is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And uh, it's a, a British show. It's a comedy drama TV series. And uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Fleabag. She is incredible. And I know that she's won some awards. That show has won awards. She is a very, very funny, funny woman. It's almost like she would be Michael Scott from The Office. Her role and her abilities are similar. She's smarter than Michael Scott, but just that presence, that ability. Uh, so it's called Fleabag, if you get a chance. Not for kids, by the way. Yes, McLovin. Not for kids is the understatement of the year. The opening scene, by the way, not for your wife either necessarily. That's true. I, 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 but my wife did watch the first two uh, seasons of it. And I think, what did she think? Oh, she loved it. Uh, but Ozark, I think, season three starts tomorrow. Yes. That'll be good. A little uh, binge watching over the weekend. Michael Wilbon will join us uh, coming up. Uh, Jeff in Detroit joining us. Hi, Jeff. What do you have for me? What up, though, Dan? What Shout up, out though? to the, the Ch- 
Cat Row family, making me realize I need readers now. I'm like, damn, some small font on here, man. Real small. Hey, listen, I was wondering, could we count Jimmy Johnson because he has a team in NASCAR without a spotter, without the crew chief, without the people doing his work for him, he wouldn't be as dominant as he was. And as far as Paulie's question went earlier, if you could reverse a sports uh, event to going your way, personally, it would be that Chris Webber timeout. I still wake up pissed <laughs> about that one, man. Oh, my God. That timeout, we had him, baby. Well, I don't know if you had him, but that you still needed a shot to win it. But thank you, Jeff. Yeah, and the fact that C. Webb embraced it and named his foundation, his company, Time Out, I thought was a great way to embrace that. Is uh, Michael Wilbon set to join us? Not yet. We're tracking down Wilbon. Okay. Fritzy's uh, working on that as we speak. While Fritzy also has the Traeger fired up, I think we got uh, Michael Wilbon here. Michael, how are you doing? Dan, I'm good. How are you hanging in there? How's the home situation? Um, well, you know, it's a little different, I think, than most people that uh, may be experienced in this back east. I'm, I'm in Arizona. And, um, you know, you, you, you just seeing the sun for me is different than the first few days of this when I was back, when I was back east in D.C. and in Chicago. Just seeing the sun and having the warmth. And, you know, who knows? There's certain, I've certainly talked to people, uh, the medical experts who, who said that one of the reasons people kept talking about in their community keep talking about uh, May, June, is that, you know, these viruses historically, I mean, even the worst ones, have been seasonal, which is why they use the word seasonal before virus. And they're hoping that that plays a part, sun and warmth. And so that's not necessarily why I'm here, but it's a whole lot better than being in, you know, 40 degrees in rain and just the depression and the reality of what we're dealing with right now. So I'm here. Uh, it's been going well, and uh, we're doing some segments of the show uh, every day. I have a studio, which is otherwise essentially empty. I mean, just, just don't see anybody, even though I'm sure it's not empty. And um, it's, been, it's, it's worked well. And when do you guys think that you'll be back on the air on Pardon the Interruption? Dan, you know what? It, it, it hasn't come up, like, when we might uh, do the show as, as it has existed for 18-plus years. As opposed to doing segments uh, of the show on Sports Center, it has not. I haven't asked. I mean, I'm sure it's come up with, with the big bosses. You know how that works. I have not asked. I'm happy to be doing um, the amount of the show that we're doing now. I know that's where we are for this week, and I would suspect next week. But beyond that, I, I don't know because I don't know. You know, so much is determined by what companies feel comfortable with their employees doing, with their staff doing. And that stuff's way above me. And I just don't. There's, you know, to, to speculate on it, even to ask it. Like, hey, guys, when are we, we going to get back to the show? Nobody knows. And so I just don't concern myself with it at this point. Not yet. He's Michael Wilbon, the co-host of Pardon the Interruption, also covering the NBA for ABC and the Mothership. What do you think of the NFL draft uh, going on as scheduled here next month? Dan, we, we talked about this, Tony, I did yesterday, and I, I guess I think I'm okay with it. What I'm not okay with is whiny general managers saying we can't finish our psychological profiling. You know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to hear that we can't have our 11th visit with somebody to ask them if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? 
in the middle of this. There's context to everything. <laughs> um, does the show have to go on if you're the NFL? I guess it doesn't. I mean, look, it, it, everything, this is an exception to everything we know in our lives. I mean, maybe there's like, you know, three people alive who can remember the end of World War One. Probably not, actually. I, I looked it up the other day. My, my son asked me, he said, Dad, is there anybody alive who's around for the Spanish flu? And I said, well, let's look it up. We found a couple people who were amazingly 116. But this is an exception we, that no one on earth knows anything about. And so if the league wants to go on with this, I, 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 I'm okay with it. I'm not offended by it. Um, if they said, you know, like everything else, we're going to push this a little bit, I'd be okay with that too. This isn't one of those things that has me agitated like some other things that are going on during this. Yeah, as long as you can do your job. And I, I had a source say, you know, these executives, these scouts, GM saying, hey, I can't do my job. He said, remember when Cleveland moved to Baltimore, they had no time to do any interviews, and their first two draft picks with Ozzie Newsom were two Hall of Famers in Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis. That's a great point. And he said, if you do your job the entire year, then you should be ready to have a draft tomorrow. If you've done your job, you should be able to, you know, conduct your draft, your war room tomorrow. So Yeah, but I agree with that, Dan. You know, I mean, these guys are so – I don't even want to say prepared. I mean, yes, if you've done your job all year – and they – I mean, how many times are they going to look at a guy? How many times do they have to have him in? Under under normal conditions, um, okay, fine, you tolerate it. But, but to say that that has to happen this year, well, we can't have a draft right now, and you push it, push it to win. And how do you know you're going to get that chance? And look, and I understand being able to just give someone a simple physical, but in most of these cases, I suspect we're not talking about that. We're talking about the extreme lengths to which teams – and their personnel evaluators go. And it was just I don't have the stomach to hear excuses about that right now. All right, a couple of things here. I I said I wasn't going to get mad anymore. I watched the opening night when they had the brackets for the greatest college basketball player of all time. Oh, God. Oh, God. And, and I don't know if I've been this upset, truly upset on this show. And all of a sudden <laughs> I saw where Zion moves moves on past Danny Manning. Shaq moves on. Right, that was that. <laughs> that was the night he got me. But then Shaq over Lou Alcindor. Jerry West is a 13 seed. Maravich is a 13 seed. Trey Young had half a great season at Oklahoma. Like what? What happened here? This is this is these are the generations we've we've raised. There's two generations of people now who have no regard or interest in history. None. None. We need to do you a correction I mean? show. We need to do, let's just call it get I'd off my lawn. Let's get off my I'd lawn. I'd be, I'd be fine with getting off. So the, it's so funny. Obviously, you and I have not talked since this started. So the night that, um, first of all, I'm just angry about it anyway. Don't put together a bracket that has women and men. Have a, have a women's bracket, women's field, and a men's. Don't ask Cheryl, don't ask whether Cheryl Miller is better than Bill Walton or whatever. I mean, it's just, just don't do it. It's just, it's lazy. And, I hated it. I hate it. And the night that Zion was advanced past Danny Manning. No one knows what Danny Manning did, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So so my, my son, who so always does, he's been in the same house for, I don't know, how many days. It's fight about it. It's been good. It's been fun. 
is fight about sports and history. And he came to me in a proud moment yesterday on his 12th birthday. And he said, Dad, if I, I guess it's Madden he's playing. I don't know. I don't play any video games. <laughs> he said, Dad, if I have Deacon Jones on my defensive line. I go, yes. I just start screaming, <laughs> yes. Yes. How did you even come about his name? And he comes back to me later and he goes, okay, Dad, I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. So if I have Joe Green and Deacon Jones, I go, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. There's no plus yardage play against you if you have them. And I'm screaming at him because, you know, the uh, 70% of the time, or, you know, or maybe not with him, he's pretty good at this age, but he'll come to me and say, so is so-and-so going to the Hall of Fame? And it's like, you know, it's some player who I've almost forgotten about who just happens to play now. And we've got two generations of people who don't know anything and they don't care. And you can't talk them out of it. It's They're like, not listening. They don't care about anything. And then it's not just sports. I guarantee you they don't know what World War One is. They'll just say, I don't care. God, I was Spanish flu or whatever. I don't, I, that happened before I was born. Well, and it's so angering. I, I have three daughters, so we don't talk sports. But when they talk music and they'll say, hey, Dad, I was wondering about Bowie. I get yes, yes, whatever you're wondering about. It's great. You know, hey, you know, what's your favorite Zeppelin song? What? Yeah, yeah, all of them, you know, just listen to them. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, and I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, I think. I was talking about the most impactful. I guess I was talking about Luel Sindor, because he's the greatest college basketball player of all time. It's not even a question. And I said, you know, there were a couple of impactful games in my life, college basketball games. Texas Western beating Kentucky. So you had your first all-black starting five with Don Haskins at Texas Western. Magic and Bird, but also Lou Alcindor and Elvin Hayes in the Astrodome. Those are the three games that I had. I think have, and maybe I'm missing one, have had the biggest impact on the sport because the first all-black starting five, Wins the title against an all-white Kentucky team. Bird Magic, the highest-rated college basketball game. But prime, basketball was in prime time in the Astrodome with Lou Alcindor against Elvin Hayes and the Houston Cougars. So is there another one you'd put in there? And if not, out of those three. Mind, I share that with you. Um, I'm going to say maybe, I mean, the anniversary, I think it's today, Bill Walton, 21 of 22. Bill Walton. That game that he that he had, I'm going to put that up there. But also, Magic that, Bird that, is that was, anniversary today. Oh wow! Well, the, the, that one, the first one, the one I mentioned, Walton, is less culturally impactful than the one you mentioned, which is why I'm with you on your selection of those three. Um, the the the, the Leitner, the Hill to Leitner game doesn't. It wasn't in the final four for one, but it doesn't have the cultural impact. Although it to me. That still has a certain, I mean, a certain importance, a certain glamour. That's the best game ever played. That's the best enjoy. best college game ever played. Yeah, yeah I, I'll put that up there. Dan, what about uh, the, the, the David Thompson game? That was the semifinal yeah. game against UCLA. It was a semi. Yes, it was. It wasn't a title. And you know what else? I'll give you one other. And I don't, this, this is my trivia now. This is now for me being old. How about going over Georgetown? I wasn't as surprised that Villanova won that as everybody else. I wasn't as surprised either because they played two close games in the regular. I was a Georgetown beat writer that year. Yeah. And I covered every Georgetown game. And I remember before the game, my we were getting, the Washington 
put together a book on Georgetown season immediately after. Like, stay up all night the next two nights. And my editor, I called my editor just before the tip, and I said, so what happens when Villanova beats Georgetown? Like, what are you talking about? And I said, do you, you realize that one of the games was, like, double overtime in the regular season, and the other game was, like, three points? And Villanova can win this game. And I was watching the games on the mothership before they used to play. I was a new thing. And I asked Ed Pitney after the game, when did you really think you could beat Georgetown? He goes, I'm sitting around in the hotel, and I see the games we played. He's like, oh, my God, we really beat them twice. <laughs> and it was the same feeling. Like, no one, everybody called it the biggest upset except, you know, there were hints that this wasn't going to be <laughs> that necessarily a big upset. But yeah, I'm with you on, on, on those, Dan. Those are the, the Hall of Fame moments in college basketball which if you think you know about the sport and you're not familiar with those, you need to shut up and go to YouTube or wherever you go and, and, and seek them out and learn about the, the moments that shaped college basketball. It's good to talk to you. Keep yelling at people to get off your lawn, Mike. <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. Thank Thanks, you, Mike. Buddy. That's Michael Wilbon, co-host, pardon the interruption, of course, covers the NBA as well. Fritzy is cooking on the Traeger. Smells delicious out there. I believe during the live look-in, you're going to give people a tour and show them that you've been... I am. Paul, Paul is concerned. He sent me a message a few minutes ago. Who's manning the grill? Basically imply the house can burn is your down wife... since I'm in charge. No, no, no. We don't believe that you're cooking. We believe your wife is. I've been doing I've been doing the whole thing myself. She's in the family room, and the kids are doing their schoolwork upstairs. This was all me, however good or bad it comes out, but I feel good about things. At least it smells the way I think it should. Yes, Bone. Imagine the smell coming off that grill of hot dogs going through the neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> there may be something else in there besides hot dogs. All right, we'll take a break. we got uh, some Meat Madness songs to get to, but if you're watching on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show, Fritzy is our top chef, and he takes you back on his back porch for his grilling. What could, what could go wrong? Back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. We have some new T-shirts up on the website, including Quarantine This, a couple of Tom <laughs> Brady T-shirts. And uh, we also have a special T-shirt that we're going to start this. Uh, maybe it's later today, but uh, we've developed a T-shirt to uh, help aid hourly and uh, service industry workers who've been impacted by COVID-19. And it's just... Uh, called Beer Here. Uh, that's the T-shirt. We have different colors, team colors there. It just says Beer Here with a beer vendor there. Proceeds from the shirt will be donated to organizations helping people in the service industries who are currently unemployed or uh, underemployed because of this pandemic. So go to the website, and uh, those proceeds will go to the organizations helping out those who work at the arenas and the stadiums. 
Got a couple of Meat Madness songs that I need to get to. Four or five matchup is Tash in Tennessee, and uh, he's up against Matt in Oklahoma. Seems like I've been waiting there meal every day all week to say. It's Meat Friday, Meat Friday. Rats, ribs, and steaks. Please leave that plant-based off my plate. Meat Friday. <laughs> when I get to smell that brisket smoking up in the Traeger flames. Meat Friday, Meat Friday. First time singer, long time listener, found 11, 145. Get that special kind of meat you don't want to eat. G-O-A-T Smoked pork, barbecue pork sauce There's many names That's great, that's Tash Come on, let's go <laughs> That's Tash in uh, Tennessee with Toto I, I want to meet up with Tash someday so good. Matt in Oklahoma has men at work Who's grilling meat on Dan Patrick's show? Chicken and broth Oh, yes, I'm get back, bro. Who stacks you on for those eating ribs? I'll go with Fritzy's. He probably calls first dibs. Those trigger grills cook the steaks just right. Medium rare. Four minutes on each side. Hot off the grill. Everything tastes great. That's good. That's Matt in uh, Oklahoma, men at work versus Tash in Tennessee. Here's uh, Dave in Washington, a number three seed in the Kansas City region. Meat is on the grill. <laughs> it's really such a thrill. How Michael's had it right. Keep the veggies out of sight. The smell is quite divine. On ribeyes we shall die. Meat is on the grill. Meat Friday's on the norm. Don't eat taters or the corn. That's Dave in Washington. That sounds good. Of course we do. The number six seed is Mike in Hawaii. It's a little bit yummy. <laughs> the sausage on top. And the steak and the brisket. And the thick cut pork chop. Wish I had money. What would I do? I'd buy a new Traeger for great barbecue. And you can tell everybody, suck it back a roll. <laughs> it's time for Meat Friday on the Dan Patrick Show. Hope you don't bake, hope you don't broil. Frying just makes me ill. How wonderful meat is when it's on the grill. That's Mike in Hawaii with Elton John. That's the Kansas City region. So, boy, it's stiff competition. I just love the, the first line of all of them. That's when you just, it makes me laugh when you hear what somebody picked out as their meat madness song there. Really, really well done. Uh, Dale Jr. joins us on the program tomorrow. Andrew in Nebraska joins us. We'll sneak in here, Andrew. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan, 605-215, first time, long time. 
I'm going to say the 90s Nebraska team. That was a pretty good run there. Tom Osborne had one of my favorite college football players of all time, Tommy Frazier, who should be in the conversation of greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Thanks for all the contributions today, whether it was uh, emails, tweets, or uh, the phone calls as well. A lot of fun today. And, Fritzy, thank you for the tour of your house and uh, your grill. My pleasure. I enjoyed it. What did you learn today, Todd? I learned, sorry, Scott Boris, you really don't need baseball on December 26th. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. McLovin, what did you learn today? Rick Neuheisel says Herbert and Tua gone by four. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised with uh, Herbert going uh, that high, but it's what happens comes draft time. Uh, Seton O'Connor. America has really let you down, and you're still not oh over my it. God. Just get the damn voting right. I know. I know. Greatest help college me. player of help all time. Help me. Help me help you. Holly, what did you learn today? In six years, Todd has made eight hot dogs total. That's it on his Traeger Grill. <laughs> Todd, what did I learn today? A source texted you last night thinking statuesque in the pocket lately. Tom Brady may not play that many games. Yeah, you want to know the over-under on how many games. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. A Traeger Meat Friday. Paulie's cooking. Yeah. Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine. Taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of the under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com.